The only Ohio State sports podcast made by students for students. The buck stops here. Welcome to the Buck Stops here, everybody. It is me, Dylan Tyre, in the studio today in the Ohio Union with Tim Tully. Nate Rubenstein could not join us. And just as we are getting started here today, Chris Sale from My White Sox has been traded to Tim's Red Sox. So you're welcome, Tim. I thank you for the prospects in return. Hey, you have a price. Now we have a sale as well. So it works out quite well as a uh, writer's dream as I'm perusing through the internet right now but pretty good trade i'm happy with it as long as you keep ben attendee bets and uh bogarts in boston i think everything else is kind of gravy well it's not baseball season obviously and the biggest news in ohio right now is the bucks going to the final four college football playoff at the fiesta bowl but before we get into that which is going to be the majority actually the entirety of our episode today me and tim talking that that over a couple exciting other things around ohio state the women's volleyball team is back in the sweet 16 after beating kansas state it was taylor sanbothy versus her sister l in a little family rivalry kansas state was ranked 16th in the nation we beat them three to two so now we are back to the sweet 16 it is awesome and then uh some hockey news for ohio state tanner lazinski uh freshman one of the leading scorers in the country and then also in the Big Ten for Ohio State has been a fantastic surprise for the team. Has made the preliminary Team USA roster for the World Junior Championships. So congrats to young Tanner, who's been a stud for the Ohio State men's hockey team. And then talking things over with the baseball team, they will be getting their Big Ten title rings tonight at the Ohio State men's basketball game. So scurry on over to the Shot and Scene Arena. If you hear this in time to go see the men's baseball team uh, get those rings. It was a fantastic uh, Big Ten tournament for them. A fantastic end to the season. Real magic. And then they had a bunch of guys get drafted that I've been following. So once baseball season kicks off, uh, once again, I'll be back on that grind, letting you guys know what's going on with all those guys in the minor leagues. Teams highlighted by Ronnie Dawson, who will surely be there tonight, had a heroics in that Big Ten championship and was a second-round draft pick. So, Tim, uh, let's get into it. How you doing today? I'm doing great. And by the way, before we get into this, for our Ohio State listeners, if you do not win the ticket lottery, there are currently tickets online at under $80 for this Fiesta Bowl game. And they're definitely going to drop. I don't think a lot of people want to pay to fly out there. So if you have a way to get out to Phoenix and maybe a place to stay, be a great way to spend your New Year's Eve just to make sure we get a lot of scarlet in the stands out there. And then for, you know, the rest of Ohio State stuff, it's, it's the – end of football season because we have only have you know we three or four weeks until the big game and now we just have this lull you know we're sitting here thinking we're all we're gonna have to do is you know preview the game but we have to talk about yeah. something Dylan we have to talk about the dinner in New York next week and oh. how on the planet is Jabril Peppers going to that dinner you know I'm seeing all these Ohio State writers on Twitter and they're they're kind of talking smack to Ohio State fans they're talking smack on Jabril Peppers they're like you guys he deserves to be there. You can say all that you want, but this guy is the best, most athletic player in the nation, most athletic in the Big Ten. But at some point, you have to have the stats to back it up. 
Malik Hooker's stats across the board are better than this guy's, all other than tackles for loss and sacks. That's because Malik Hooker plays on the back end of the defense. He doesn't play linebacker. There's players on Michigan that I think are more deserving of a Defensive Player of the Year award than Jabril Peppers is. This guy garnered an all-purpose first-team All-Big Ten offense, and he had 167 rushing yards this year. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, he wasn't he was only top thirty in tackles for loss and all defensive stats. He was number four. In the in Big that. Ten, not in the nation, in it's the Big just, Ten. I get it. I get, you know, the different things have stacked up to get to this point and there wasn't really a super thick mm-hmm. Heisman race, you know. And I and I'm not saying a guy from Ohio State like Curtis Samuel or Malik Hooker should have leapfrogged him. I'm but what about a Dory Jackson at yeah, USC? Yeah. I mean he was He's every, a better all purpose. He was player everything than Jabril, Jabril that Peppers people is. wanted Jabril Peppers to be. Yes. But and since, has been since for he plays three years. It, since he plays at ten o'clock in L.A. They don't, you know, that guy doesn't get invited. And Christian McCaffrey as well. I mean, sure he didn't have the same Horrible numbers last year. He was line. a number one all-purpose yards per game. He had the most yards out of anybody per game yeah. in this season. What? So how does he get omitted? You know, for Pe- Pepper, sure he's great, and you know, you got the Jumpman logo and all this different yeah. Michigan stuff bringing him there. But I, I just don't think he deserves to be there, especially because they're going five deep. Why why not just go three at that point? Yeah, why? It, it's like, it's like, did D.D. Westbrook and Jabril Peppers really have a shot at the Heisman Trophy? They're both excellent football players, but I don't think so. It's going to be, be between Watson, Jackson, and Mayfield, and it's going to be Lamar Jackson yeah, just I, because his stats were so ridiculous this year despite Louisville's three losses. Yeah, I think that, I mean, D.D. Westbrook's a great wide receiver, but I, you know, if I'm drafting, I'd rather take John Ross right now. Um, yeah. John Ross from Washington. And that doesn't have anything to do with the Heisman, so to speak. I just don't think he is a Heisman-level competitor like the way Amari Cooper was at Alabama. Like That's the kind of guy who is going to break the game wide open for you. D.D. Westbrook against Ohio State, I mean, that team only scored 17 points on offense. Baker Mayfield and, Ohio- and D.D. Westbrook for Oklahoma – because there was a uh, kick-return touchdown in that game as well. Mm-hmm. But how, I mean, especially against Big 12 defenses, too, it's like, I just My, it make my sense. big beef is why does Curtis Samuel get absolutely no love? What, turn, turn on an Ohio State game. We play in primetime all the time, and this guy is the game-breaker for Ohio State. Why, why is his name not even in the conversation whatsoever? This guy, say Ohio State is, is, makes it to the national title game. Curtis Samuel has a legitimate chance at 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards with these two games left on the schedule should they make it to the Big Ten title game on the season. That's insane. 1,000 rushing yards, 1,000 receiving yards, averaging like eight yards a carry, and he's the biggest player for Ohio State. He should have been, in my opinion, the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, game buster. I think he's better than Saquon Barkley, but, I mean, all, all things aside, he just gets absolutely no love, no respect. He has been... Ohio State's catalyst on offense this season. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting to show that for how good and for how much talent Ohio State's had over the last couple of years, they haven't had one guy invited to that dinner in New York. And I and this year might not have been the year that somebody deserved to go. But say statistically, say Ohio, say Ezekiel Elliott, what he did last year. Say he was on this team this oh, season. Oh, exactly. The Heisman Trophy is his. Yeah, this. I mean, this is an undefeated team if Ezekiel Elliott's on the team. Yeah. As I think, the numbers wise, what Zeke did. You know, what Zeke did his sophomore year was all playoff stuff, and that in the after the voting was already done. Yes. However, you know, it's like... That's what I'm saying. If, if you put... Or Saquon Barkley, yeah. why isn't he there? I mean, yeah. he was a stud this year. All these different guys. Or Deontay Foreman from Texas. I mean, 2,000-yard so yeah. rusher. How are you going to put D.D. Westbrook put or Jabril two Peppers in Oklahoma over, players. Over, over Foreman, who had 2,000 rushing yards this season? 
it's nuts. It's frustrating. And, and, and just, yeah, Texas was bad, but the guy that's going to win the Heisman Trophy most likely had three losses this mm-hmm. season, and he's the, the head of that team. He is their entire team, essentially, their entire offense. Three losses. It's crazy. And, and a guy who can get 50 carries a game and just, I mean, five yards a carry or 50 carries. It was, yeah. It was ridiculous. So um, that's my one big omit. I think Foreman should have got invited. I think he's one of the best players in the country. Kind of a similar way, you know, Derrick Henry won last year. I don't know if he'll translate as well to the NFL. But I think any any of the running backs that were in the consideration last year would have won the Heisman Trophy this season. Henry, McCaffrey, if Zeke were in the conversation, any of those guys. Uh, I think if this Heisman class was reversed uh, and you put last year's in, any of those guys would win it over any of the five candidates in this year's Heisman class. I just think it's so weak. No, I, I certainly agree, I, and I think it's. I hope hope Lamar Jackson walks away with it, but he should. After the way things have been going, man, I, I could see Jabril Peppers winning the award just just based on that would be insane. You know, winning just Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, winning Big AP's All Purpose Offensive Player of the Year. It's like at some point, dude, it it's gonna tip. The iceberg is gonna tip over. I, I don't think he'll win the Heisman, but I certainly think he'll be in the top three of voting. And I think, I mean, even Watson wasn't that great this year. It, I think it's going to be Lamar Jackson by a large margin, and then I, I have no idea who's going to come after him. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Let's wrap the Heisman conversation up right now. Let's talk uh, the selection. Do you think they got everything right, the top four? Yeah, I, I did. And, you know, if I was building, I would have put Penn State in just based on they just I think they had two losses. If Penn State had one loss, it's obviously a no brainer. And I they get in over Washington because you're still putting Ohio State in over a conference champ. Yeah. And if you're gonna put him in a conference champ, you should put him in you shouldn't put him over the conference champ that also beat them. What's frustrating to me is the arguments where it's like, oh blah 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 well, you had two losses. You lost by thirty nine points. There's nothing you can say at Penn State saying you got screwed or you got jobbed because yeah. you lost by 40 points to Michigan. And however that stacks up, it was going to get worse against Alabama, man. And I think Penn State fans are realizing that and not too upset. And they're more happy to go to the Rose Bowl because of what Alabama would have done to them. And Washington is probably going to face a very similar, very, very similar fate. I mean, it's going to be – I think it's going to be an interesting Washington-Alabama matchup. I'm kind of on the same page as you. I thought they were going to put Penn State into the Final Four, but I'm happy with the way that it all turned out. Washington deserves a top-four spot, one loss, and they've been dominant for the majority of the season. I figured Ohio State and Clemson would flip two and three. That doesn't matter. All it is is a uniform color change. The Buckeyes, I, th- I, think, I still think it's going to be a home game out there in Arizona for Ohio State as Clemson likely won't travel that well compared to the Buckeyes. Um but that Washington-Alabama game, Jake Browning has not looked great for the past few games. Um, and going against that Alabama defense, Jake Browning is a young man at quarterback for Washington, and he, he's going to be playing grown men, NFL-caliber players, all over that defense from Alabama. And the offense from Alabama is led by a true freshman in D- Jalen Hurts. But a bunch of articles released last week just talking about how, how much of a gentleman and how how much of a businessman Jalen Hurts is when it comes uh, to playing football. Absolutely no qualms with that guy. Just gets it done. True freshman. Uh, he's going to be a great quarterback, I think. 
going into the future, going into the, into the NFL as well. But this season, he's been incredibly impressive, leading the number one team in the country uh, as a true freshman. Yeah, and I think he takes it to another level where you know you normally get a bus driver quarterbacking that team with John McElroy or John Parker Wilson or. Greg McElroy, I'm very Blake Sims a couple years ago. Yep, Adrian McCarron, just guys who just don't lose a game. He's and, a game buster, though. And but Jalen Hurts has that extra ability where he can run with it, and that's where you get scared, man. Because the play action, you get your linebackers moving forward, you can throw it over the top, and his throwing hasn't been great. He's had similar struggles to JT this year, but but he's a freshman. He's a freshman, dude, and and he's not going to screw up. That's their only real weakness. Is just that he's a freshman. If you told me he was a junior or senior, I don't even think you're worried about it. Yeah. He's played very well. This he's is the a best game manager team. if he's a junior or senior. This is the like, best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the best team. This is the best team in college football. But Alabama's the best team in college football 2014 by a large margin as well. Yeah, you're right. So with that, hinting at Ohio State in 2014, let's talk about Clemson, Ohio State a little bit. What do you like early on? Obviously, incredibly early, we have a lot of time to think things over, things will change, people will get hurt, all that sort of stuff before the game. Tim and I were talking about it beforehand, and we're probably going to do a podcast just before um, the Fiesta Bowl to give you guys an even even uh, sooner update on the game and what we really think, how we really think it's going to go after a couple weeks of practice and everything. But right now, uh, let's talk about what you like, what you don't like in this Clemson-Ohio State matchup. I'll tell you one thing I really do like is I love Ohio State's defense going up against Deshaun Watson. I, you know, he's a great player and he's a great quarterback, but he has a tendency to throw the ball to the other team. And if there's one thing Ohio State's defense does just about as well as anybody else, it's they get the football from the other team, especially the quarterbacks. And I think this could be a great opportunity for Malik Hooker to be that roving safety, kind of float around. We saw Leggett get hurt the other day in that ACC championship. Now – Real update on what's up with him. But you just get, like, I mean, a guy who threw 15 interceptions this season in 12 games, 11 or 13 games, I'm sorry. I mean, 37 touchdowns is fantastic, but 15 interceptions is pretty wild. JT Barrett, on the other hand, four He's not playing great teams either. Yeah, exactly. And then these are – this Ohio State's the best team they're going to play. You know, they have some good weapons. Mike Williams, 84 catches, 1,171 yards. You know, 10 touchdowns for him. Leggett had seven touchdowns. Deion Kane had nine. So a lot of different guys who can score, but I love the way Ohio State's offense is going to be able to match up against it. They had a 1,000-yard rusher in Gelman as well in under 200 carries, which is pretty impressive, 5.1 yards a carry as well. But it's going to look a lot, at least for me, it's going to look a lot similar to that Oklahoma game where, you know, we were talking about if you can stop Baker Mayfield from rushing and just make him pass, that's where you're going to have success. And I, I think that is a – is a pretty solid parallel for this game. Yeah, I, I think you're right in that. I, the teams are quite similar. Offensive powerhouses, ACC football, Big 12 football, not playing fantastic competition all year long. And, I mean, they were challenged by Virginia Tech in that ACC title game. And I think just that key factor for Ohio State is that big defense, man. One of the best defenses in the country, and they're going to be well-rested as well going into this game after a huge performance against Michigan. Uh, in the game a couple weeks ago. So I, I agree with you in that I, I like Ohio State's defense going into this game, and I think that's just going to be the game breaker, the game changer. What do you like, what do you like um, or what are your thoughts, rather, on Malik Hooker and his draft stock, depending on what happens in this game and what happens in the playoff? I think that's something that we need to talk about because he said 
he's going to stay at Ohio State. But he's already probably a top 20 pick in the NFL draft. Say he has just a monster college football playoff and vaults himself into top 15, top 10 range. Do you see anything changing? Well, you know, I, we would love to have him back, obviously. He's a great player, and depending on where his grade comes in, we'll definitely help him in his decision. And now, he only has one year of starter experience, and that could be one thing. He had great games in the big games, though. The Penn State game, he was great. He was great in Wisconsin. He was great against Michigan. He had a great you know, pick six there, and he's dangerous with the ball in his hands. I'm not sure exactly right now where his draft stock falls, and since he says he's 100% coming back, I'm sure as soon as he gets a call from the age, an agent or whatever, and they, you know, you could be a top 15 pick, look at all this money, that's when things start moving in that way. We've obviously seen players in the past say they're going to stay and then end up leaving. I think the playoff could vault him much higher than where he is right now, you could, especially a national spotlight when Jabril Peppers has been getting all the attention in the Big Ten. You know, Malik Hooker, his, he's been quiet. You watch that highlight tape he had where you get three minutes of interceptions. It's 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 crazy, man. And we knew he was going to be special that spring game this year. He had that long pick six. He had two he, interceptions in the spring game. He was my You remember the article I wrote I at do. the very beginning of the football season. He was my prediction to break out this year. And, I mean, that's just rain true. He's been so good. He's a stud. And you worry, you know, you worry about guys thinking about going ahead. And Urban Myers said last week, too, you know, I thought we were a year away. And he said the same thing in 2014. You know, this is before our time. We've kind of molded into a great team. And I, and I think right now he's worried about winning games. And I'm not saying you said he wasn't. But I think for now, you know, you win the national championship and then you're like, dude, how, how am I going to go out after this? Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I agree with you. I think that's what Urban Meyer is so good at, too, getting those guys to focus on the big games. And then they worry about things after because, you know, Zeke after – uh, the Michigan State game was very, very upset. And I think it came out a little bit early that him, that he and Joey Bosa would leave for the draft. But that was expected. And Urban Meyer still got those guys Top to focus. Picks. Yeah, Urban Meyer still got those guys to focus, and they balled out in the Michigan game and the Fiesta Bowl last year against Notre Dame. So he definitely gets these guys up for those big games, and so does JT Barrett. And that's why I'm not extremely nervous going into this Fiesta Bowl. You know... That's what I'm not. I don't think there's any reason to really be concerned going to the Fiesta Bowl. Clemson has shown everybody all year they've just been waiting to lose, and they did lose to Pitt, who's a good team to beat Penn State as well. But if you look at their schedule throughout the year, beat Auburn by six, they beat Troy by six. You know they beat Louisville by six at when they were number three at the time. They beat NC State in overtime. NC State lost to Boston College, so there goes your credibility there. They beat Florida State 37-34. They beat they lost to Pitt 43-42, and then they squeaked by Virginia Tech last week in the AC championship. They're certainly a beatable team. Clemson is, and Ohio State has had similar struggles like that, but we've obviously had a better look this season at Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State's had a lot of good teams to look at, obviously. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and say that we're going to win this football game and go to the national championship. But what, if you were to give me an early prediction of what's going to happen in this game, incredibly early prediction, just tell me your thoughts right now. I mean, it's easy to be confident right now. And yes. I'm certainly confident in Ohio State, you know, getting a couple weeks. But you worry, one one concern I do have is, you know, Clemson played last weekend. 
So that's another game, another day to get better. And that's what Urban Meyer was talking about. You know, you prepare for a team like this. You get ready to go, get ready to go. And then you take a week off after, you know, such a huge high from that Michigan game. And now you're going to have over a month until the next time you play football on New Year's Eve. So how do you keep the focus? How do you remain you know, how do you remain on track and how do you stay ready to rock, especially when you come out there against Clemson? You haven't played in a month. This team's played I – mean, granted, it's only one week. But but you saw it in that – in that uh, Notre Dame national championship game a couple we- a couple years yeah. ago, they didn't play for a month and they got throttled, and that was against Alabama. Yeah, and that that should concern you, but I really think Ohio State's a better team than Clemson, and that's not saying I think Ohio State is the best team in the country. I mean, I certainly think Alabama. I think it's consensus that Alabama is just a step ahead of. It's going to be an upset if Alabama loses. It'll be a huge upset. I mean. If Clemson beats – I don't think Clemson has a chance to beat Alabama. I think Ohio State has a 1-10. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they play the game 10 times, Ohio State will win once right now. But if you look at the statistics, something that just kind of popped out for me for Ohio State, Curtis Samuel has 91 carries this yeah. season. And Mike Weber has 177. Mm-hmm. So that's a 2-to-1 – just about a 2-to-1 ratio. That surprised me. I thought we weren't getting enough, and I guess JT Barrett was kind of cutting into that as he had 103 more – carries and Curtis Samuel this year. But Curtis Samuel had 7.7 yards yeah. per carry, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And a couple big, long runs, but a lot of them, too, like those nine-yard. He has a lot of nine, eight, nine-yard runs. And that, so Ohio State, even for the year, 3,100 rushing yards. And when Ohio State runs. It's absurd. It's ridiculous, man. Just absolutely ridiculous. 3,900. I mean, if you look at the other s- side of the sheet here, Clemson, 2,250. 3,100, sorry, not 3,900. But that's you know, that's 900 yards, 850 yards between the two. It's crazy that they both come out to even numbers. And they well. have a, and Deshaun Watson is, you know, widely known as a running quarterback as well. Yeah, only 529 yards for him, but he only had 130 carries. JT Barrett, on the other hand, 847 carries and 194 yards. But to get other back— Other way around, 109. You, you yeah, switched that. You, you, know, you messed you know, that you one know, up. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, you messed that one up. That was very confusing. For me. <laughs> and his long for the season was that run against Michigan last week, which is impressive. Oh, against the Heisman candidate, right? Exa- exactly. One of those guys, yeah, you know, one of those guys had a big game. Pepper's yeah. got that nice interception, though. So we'll give him, we'll give him a, a break. It was a, it was a really sweet tip pick. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> very skilled. But, we're you know, I love Ohio State's chances in this game. I think they're going to be able to run on Clemson. And it's a good defense with Ben Bulware. I just – I'd have to watch a little bit more film before I really break down and yeah. see what's going down. Yeah, that's what I said. Er, er, I feel very great. early here. You, I feel – Oh, the colorblind coordinator, Tim Tully, he's got a month to watch film. I what's got this a lot, of, I no got a lot of film to watch. to watch. No Ohio State to watch on Saturdays. And he's going to have a lot of time to analyze film. So, everybody, we are going to be there. We will be at the Fiesta Bowl for Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. Who's it going to be, Tim? You – me and David Ellison, and maybe my brother. Very, very small chance that my brother will join us to be our photographer. But it's going to be Tim, David Ellison, and I calling the game. It's going to be super exciting. What do you? What are your predictions, Tim? You think we're going to get decked out by the Fiesta Bowl? I sure hope so, man. Maybe a gear, maybe a little backpack action. I get in a little backpack action. I think so. action. Based on, I mean, we could look through. I think this is what we. One thing we should do right here. We should go through the gifts of the bowl game. Yeah, games. tell the people. Let's do let's that. That's a great segment. Let's go. Let's go. Game favorite goal, bowl game gifts right here. New segment. We'll do it once a year for every uh, bowl game season. So Dylan, right before we get in, are there any other bowl games outside of playoff that really are? Uh, Getting you fired up. The Bahamas Bowl, that always gets me going because that's usually just a very 
very nasty bowl game. I think it's broken out in fights the last couple of years. Obviously, the Rose Bowl gets me excited because I've been to a lot of Rose Bowls. That's going to be a good one. Penn, Penn State. Penn State, Penn State, Penn State USC. USC. Yeah, that'll be a cool game. Really historic game right there. Pinstripe Bowl always interests me a little bit. That's always the ACC versus a Big Ten team, right? You, yeah, you want to know who I'm fired up about right now? Yeah. I'm, I'm fired up about the Motor City Bowl, man. How come? Boston College and Maryland in how, Detroit. Wait, how? Rock did, City, 6-6 six and six all around. 6-6 six, six, and 6-6. Six, and six. Oh, seriously? I didn't yes. know I didn't know Boston College went 500. Good well, for Well, when you play Howard and – Oh, wait. You know what I'm really <laughs> excited for? My I, don't, I can't remember what bowl game it is. But the Wisconsin Western Michigan game. Oh man, that is sick. Big Ten getting cotton a little bowl. taste of the action. That's the Cotton Bowl. Yep. Oh boy, yeah, I'll be watching that game for sure. Let's flip through and find our favorite gift packages here. My favorite. If you look at the uh, the gift suite coming in Fiesta Bowl, there's a little PlayStation action in there. PlayStation game and accessory bundle could be a, a nice pickup for the Ohio State players. Tim's a huge PlayStation. Huge PlayStation guy. You got to have him be the show. You got to stick it on PlayStation here. The gift sweeters, you know, they really don't understand what's going on. And I don't either. You know, I'm not, I'm not an experience. This is great radio right now, by the way. The military bowl, you got a little Xbox One action going on. Wow. But what I think is the best right now, just to completely get it hooked up, the Citrus Bowl. You get a $315 Best Buy shopping trip. A timely watch, right? timely watch, watch, EA Sports video game, I slide footwear and a beach towel. Pretty sweet. Another one that Huge I love. Huge beach towel. Another one I love. The Peach Bowl. $300 v- vanilla Visa gift card. Straight cash, homie. Woo! Fossil watch. JBL Bluetooth speaker. A commemorative football. But what's best? A $10 Chick-fil-A gift card. $10 Chick-fil-A gift card? $10 Chick-fil-A oh gift card. You can get a God. shake with that. You can get a sandwich oh. and a shake there. So for those of you that don't know, every Wednesday, Tim Tully and I go to Chick-fil-A. Haven't been in a couple weeks, though, Tim, since we got knocked out of flag football, right? That's true. We might have to go. We might yeah. have to go. Soon. We actually might need to go. We need to, we'll hit, we need to hit up in Arizona. we got to get a Chick-fil-A. There's 1.3 miles from our Airbnb location. Oh, my God. We love it. Oh, shout out to uh, Airbnb for hooking us up. We're going to get a pretty nice place with one of two wonderful couples. We'll figure out which one we're gonna, the we're, By the way, we're, we're paying for it. Airbnb is not hooking us up. Unless you're listening, Airbnb. Airbnb hook, hook, your boy, hook your boys up. Yeah, Airbnb, free free advertisement right there tim's a marketing guy right yes yes not for long after this terrible podcast (laughs) all right tim we got anything else to talk about not really man i think the red sox need a couple more starting pitchers though what do they got right now four lefties four lefties oh my god i feel bad for dude yankee stadium's just not going to be a thing anymore nope yeah wow good for the red sox white Sox. fed up with you we'll get back to that during baseball season that's been the buck stops here today So we'll be on hiatus for a couple of weeks as we watch just a ridiculous amount of film heading up to the Clemson-Ohio State game. Uh, And then we'll be back hopefully on December 30th. So mark that in your calendars. We will be back December 30th with a pregame podcast before we get into the action at the Fiesta Bowl. It's going to be electric. Ohio State's going to win the game and go to the national championship. We're telling you right now, thanks for tuning in to the Buck Stops here.